0: Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it was cut down day on Tuesday for the NFL. The Titans released five different players, but they also claimed a player on waiver. So we're going to talk about all those transactions. Then the Titans do start joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Wednesday. I'm going to preview that, tell you who is playing, who isn't playing for Tampa Bay, and the matchups that I am excited to see during joint practices. So talking about cuts and previewing joint practices with the Bucks, all on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fans, we have so much to talk about on today's show. Excited to dive into the cuts that were made by the Titans, the signing, and of course, preview and joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we get into all that, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, well, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out Monday through Friday daily free. Tennessee Titans content on all platforms all year long that includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel subscribe there smash that notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now I'm trying to get this video up to like a billion likes or something so do your part and help out the channel but we're gonna dive into the cuts here and cut down day was coming And I did a little preview of that on Friday's episode after the game. I gave you guys about seven to eight names I thought would be cut. Well, uh, two of them got cut before cut down day. Terrell Bonds uh, was cut. And you started looking at some other cut possibilities. And I'm seeing some of the names that we did discuss. So I'm going to go in order of how surprised I was by each name. Um... Number one, Josh Malone, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, good size at about six foot two, six foot three, some good speed. I guess with Racy McMath really coming along, Des Fitzpatrick probably ahead of Malone on the pecking order. That one makes sense. What really surprised me is Reggie Roberson. Mike Vrabel said that everyone who was healthy enough to play traveled with the team to Baltimore. Well, Roberson traveled with the team to Baltimore, but he didn't play. So what happened there? I don't know. I had some theories. You know, maybe he got banged up in pregame warmups, maybe it was a disciplinary thing. Who knows? Either way, I am surprised that the undrafted free agent Reggie Roberson stick, you know, stuck on the roster here longer than Josh Malone. That is a bit of a surprise to me. But again, if you look at Des Fitzpatrick, who's about six foot two with some speed, you look at Racy McMath, who's about six foot three with some speed, and you look at Reggie Roberson, those are three guys with a similar skill set within the offense that would play a similar role within the offense that kind of overlap with Malone. So Malone was was the last man out um, there. So, oh yeah, Brandon Lewis along with Terrell Bonds were already cut over the weekend. So those were two guys I mentioned as top fives. But uh, going forward, this is the next surprising cut to me. So Josh Malone cut by the Titans. On Tuesday the next surprising cut for me was Jordan Wilkins at running back now if I was running the team which thank God I'm not let's just all be honest about that John Robinson far better at the job than I am but if I was running the team Wilkins wouldn't even have come to training camp because I was very unimpressed with Wilkins last year in his spot duty with the Titans he got the training camp invite I didn't understand that either. The guy provides no value as a running back. He's awful running the football. And his only special teams appearances for the Titans last year, he didn't really do much to impress me, including his first game. He had a terrible penalty on a good return. I don't understand the fascination with Jordan Wilkins. I never understood why he was on the roster. Can't say that I'm upset to see him get cut. After that, though, after Malone and Wilkins, not really that surprised by the next few names. Offensive lineman Carson Green, who is a guy who got brought over, had some time in Houston. Obviously, Houston connection. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more. Haskell Garrett, the undrafted free agent, interior defensive lineman from Ohio State. I'm surprised it's not, uh, that's not uh, Sam Okwainonu. I'm, I I have to be honest with you. I'm surprised that it's not or, uh, because I figured Jordan Peavy and Haskell Garrett would hang on lo, uh, longer than uh, Okwainonu, and yeah. I'm flexing Okwe nonu. What about tight end uh, Thomas Odukoye? Boom. I'm out here with the pronunciations. I got you guys. Anyways, I pronounced so many names wrong in my, in my day, though, so i got to get the flex in when I can. But uh, Carson Green, Haskell Garrett, and then finally defensive back Deontay Burton, who was added over the weekend. I said this does happen. With this training camp cutdown. sometimes you wave a guy, you add a guy, Practice on Sunday, practice on Monday. Is he good enough to stick around? Nope. Okay, you're gone again. So no surprise there. So those are the five required cutdowns that the Titans had to go from 90 down to 85 by 4 p.m. on Tuesday. They did that with Josh Malone, Jordan Wilkins, Carson Green, Haskell Garrett, and Deontay Burton. Now, there may be another player eventually being cut here soon because the Titans picked up a player that was released by another team. And I told you guys on Friday night, churn. The technical business term is churn. The Titans are going to churn the bottom 5 to 10, 15 players. They're going to take guys off other teams who are cut. Because the reality is, these are all examples. These are just examples. Let's say the Arizona Cardinals have really good depth at cornerback, which they don't right now. They are one of the worst cornerback teams in the NFL. So maybe just, it's just an example. Don't take it literally. Say the Cardinals have really good depth at cornerback and the Titans don't. Well, the Cardinals may cut a cornerback who would be the fifth best cornerback on the Titans. They just had a bunch of depth. So even though they didn't have enough room for that talented corner, their seventh cornerback could be better than the Titans' fifth cornerback. Therefore, when that player gets cut, Not because he's bad, but just because there's too much talent on one team at one spot. Well, now that player can be picked up by other teams who maybe aren't as deep at that position. So that's why you're going to see this churn as cuts start to happen. And we saw a player get cut by the Kansas City Chiefs who over the weekend I mentioned on Twitter I could see the Titans taking a look at. And it's defensive back Lonnie Johnson Jr. Now Lonnie Johnson played for Houston. Was a second round draft pick out of Kentucky for them, I believe in 2019. So, kind of a higher pick. He washed out of Houston, went to Kansas City, washed out of Kansas City so far in training camp. So, you got to take that into account. Houston let him go. Kansas City didn't want him around for very long. So, will Lonnie Johnson make the roster? I think it's still a long shot. But Lonnie Johnson, as a player, good length. He's about six foot two, good size. He's over 200 pounds. Uh, In his time in the NFL, one thing that he's done pretty well, probably the thing he's done the best, is be a tight end matchup guy. He can go out there, line up on a tight end in man coverage and dime situations, using his size, using his length, using his athleticism, and take that role. Well, Elijah Molden has been banged up for a week. He got back to practice, but he's still been banged up. The Titans lost Dane Crookshank, who's in Chicago now, And outside of that, the only guy that we've even theorized could play that Dane Crookshank role from last year where he matched up on tight ends was Theo Jackson, the rookie safety out of Tennessee. Well, all reports indicate Theo Jackson has not been very impressive. Now, he's not been awful, but he hasn't really done much to show that he should be a guy who's out there getting defensive reps and critical moments and dime packages. He hasn't been good enough to say that. So maybe... Maybe just maybe if Lonnie Johnson can contribute on special teams, he might find a way to carve out a role on the Titans defense as the new Dane Crookshank, a long athletic safety, who's a tight end stopper in nature. He's proven that he can do that a little bit. If the Titans could get the best out of Lonnie Johnson Jr., I think it could be a nice pairing. And of course, that Houston Texans connection. The Titans love taking folks that played at Houston. So uh five cuts. One claim on waivers, it was a claim on waivers, so the Titans will now, uh, you know, use their waiver claim, as they did last year on Zach Cunningham. So when it's worth it, when the Titans are really interested in a prospect, they use that waiver claim so that they don't hit the open market, so Titans clearly have interest and Lonnie Johnson Jr., and I think that I already know the role that the Titans could be looking to use Lonnie Johnson in. It's something I talked about over the weekend on Twitter. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, additional analysis, and that's where I put all of my film work. So make sure you guys check that out. But we have to talk about joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up on Wednesday for the Titans. Who's playing for the Bucks? What matchup should you be looking forward to? I'm going to break all that down for you guys. Before we get into it, though, I do want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Athletic Greens. They have an incredible product called AG1. And basically, it's a green powder. It comes with a scoop. You scoop one scoop of it, add it to about eight ounces of water, a glass of water, mix it up, and you drink it in the morning. And I got to tell you guys, As I've told you, I've been moving for the last 10 days, two weeks. I have not been able to eat right. I have not been able to hydrate properly. Uh, I already just hereditary wise, I have problems with my gut health, um, my digestive system. That's something that's just in my family. It's in my genes to not fit in my genes. So I have gut health issues. The AG1 not only helping me by giving me probiotics to help with gut health, but I'm getting more energy, which has been critical to power through these 14, 16-hour full work days of doing jobs, then coming home and working on the house, all of that. So more energy, better gut health, and I haven't really been able to eat right because we're so busy. It's given me 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. It's given me whole food source superfoods, adaptogens, everything you need to start your day right. It's going to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Just all the things are going to be helped with one scoop of AG1 every single morning. So it's, you know, lifestyle friendly because it's quick. It's uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all that. An important uh, source of multivitamins, which, you know, as I get older, are even more important. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first pur- first purchase. All you have to do is visit Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, That's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Titans fans, we're going to continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We just broke down the five cuts that we saw on Tuesday. The claim that the Titans made to get Lonnie Johnson Jr. on Tuesday. Now we got to spin it forward and start talking about Wednesday when joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kick off. And what I want to do is I want to talk about the players for the Bucs who will be playing, the players for the Bucs who won't be playing And how that affects the Titans. And then look at some matchups that are going to be vitally important from the Bucks against the Titans in joint practices. But first, I got to point out the sweet neon sign, man. Check it out. Nasty, right? Awesome. Shout out to girlfriend, Rachel. Great, great purchase. I think it looks pretty sweet. Let me know if you like it down in the comments or on Twitter. And if you're on the podcast and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Then check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Free, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round. Here on the Locked on Titans podcast, it's your team every single day. Anyway, moving forward and a lot more coming. This ain't it. The background is going to be schnazzy by the beginning of the season. But, you know, things take time these days. Moving right along here, though. We got to talk about joint practices. And just to break it down quick, over the weekend, we got word, no Tom Brady. So, Tom Brady is not going to be participating in joint practices. He's got a personal matter to attend to that'll keep him out of the week of practice and the preseason game. No idea what it is. Don't really care. Either way, Tom Brady's not going to be there. And let's just say, that sucks. One, the interactions between Mike Vrabel and Tom Brady, the leadership that Tom Brady displays, just his aura, causes guys to raise their game. Not only on the Bucs, but it would on the Titans, too. Okay? That's huge. Uh, Mike Evans who's had some hamstring issues he is not going to per- be participating in joint practices Russell Gage the nice slot receiver who came over from Atlanta also not going to be participating in joint practices however two guys who will be participating in some way number 1 Chris Godwin coming back from an ACL tear he is going to be limited he's probably going to be an individual period he's probably going to work at maybe some 7 on 7 but full 11 on 11 stuff like that don't expect to see Chris Godwin. Um, but, you know who is going to be participating in joint practices? Julio Jones. And I forget who it was. I think it was Mike Miracles. He made a joke. Uh, will Julio Jones participate in more practices this week with the Bucs than he did his entire career with the Titans? That's pretty funny. Hyperbole, but pretty funny. Pretty funny nonetheless. Uh, I guess um, my big takeaway here is although Julio Jones is playing, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, all probably not participating in 11-on-11 11 11 stuff and intense stuff, it takes away the benefit for the Titans' defense. It really does sully what kind of work the Titans— because they're going to be going up against Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask. Um, they're going to be going up against Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller and— you know, while those guys are decent players, they're not Mike Evans. They're not Russell Gage. They're not Chris Godwin. They're not Tom Brady. So, if we all want to say iron sharpens iron, and people want to bring that up all the time, iron sharpens iron, well, uh, not everybody is iron. Okay? Not everyone's iron. And I gotta tell you, Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson are not iron. While they're good players, good depth players for the Bucks. again, they're not Chris Godwin. They're not Mike Evans. So, I think that does kind of limit the work, but the Titans defense has been super far ahead of the offense um, in camp and defenses usually are, and we think the Titans defense is going to be better than the Titans offense for the most part. Most fans would tell you that that would be the case. So um, I'm more concerned about the offense getting the work that they need to get than I am the defense getting that work. Although it's still, you know, it's not ideal, but... What I want to get into here is, and guys, I try to be as unbiased as possible when I can, but I'm never going to pretend that I'm some national reporter who's given an unbiased take on the Titans. I am a Titans fan. I have been for nearly 25 years, and I'd like to think that my combination of just factual information and my level-headed approach sometimes to covering the team, or at least less biased than some fans can be is a good thing. But not right now. I want Julio Jones to get shut down. I want reports coming out of camp that Julio hasn't been impressive, that the Titans have been locking him up, that he doesn't look like Julio Jones. That's what I want to hear. Because I expect that Julio Jones will get a Julio Jones will be getting a heavy dose of Caleb Farley. Not only do I want Julio to get shut down just because I'm a Titans fan and Buh, you guys get it. I don't, it would suck if Julio was just a a bust for the Titans and then went to Tampa Bay and all of a sudden was just good. Like, that would suck. I don't want that. That would just suck. So, I hope that Julio gets shut down. I hope it's Caleb Farley doing a lot of the shutting down. I think that's going to be an awesome matchup to watch and I'm very excited for it. Let's go, Caleb. Come on, man. Do your best. And yeah, Christian Fulton may get some work. But I think they should put Caleb on Julio and really get Caleb those reps against a Hall of Famer. I, I really, I'm okay. I believe in Christian Fulton. I want to see Farley going up against Julio and see how that matchup goes. So that's the number one matchup that I'm looking for simply because I don't want Julio to do good in these practices. I want the Titans to shut him down. But either way, we're going to move forward here. I got five other matchups that I want to talk about with you guys as well. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys a little bit about Elias Game Plan app. So you guys have all heard of Elias Sports Bureau. They're the stats guys. And it's almost time for the NFL season. I love this time of year. I'm sure you do as well. It's time to give yourself the competitive edge that you need to win in not only fantasy football, but also in sports betting. And that's why I do highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. I love having all the latest stats. You could track specific teams, specific players, which is great for fantasy football. They're going to have uh, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team. Uh, perfect for the preseason because you're going to get all this data that you can use before you actually go out and do your fantasy football drafts in the coming weeks. Uh, like I said, I really like the Elias Game Plan app because I love the individual stats separation, time to throw, all all of that stuff can really help you dive in deeper than the people that you're playing against in fantasy football or make sure that you're getting the best value possible out of your bet. So take my advice, download the Elias Game Plan app today. New features are available all the time to take your game to the next level. NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find the Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or the Play Store today. Also want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, then you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. Um, every bar at Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate and the Puff Bars have this nice marshmallowy consistency like the cookie dough chunk puff. You get uh, crunchy chunks of real cookie dough, you get the puff texture and the chewy consistency also covered in 100% real chocolate. They're only 160 calories, the cookie dough uh, chunk puffs and they have 15 grams of protein. I mean, what more could you want from your protein bar than to be healthy and also taste delicious? Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's right. It's a new promo code, folks. LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Titans fans, we're going to cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Continuing to preview joint practices for the Titans with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got five more matchups. That I want to talk about with you guys. We talked about the cuts the Titans made. Josh Malone, Jordan Wilkins, Carson Green, Haskell Garrett, Deontay Burton. We talked about the claim that the Titans made. Lonnie Johnson Jr. at safety. And we talked about the players who are participating. The players who aren't participating in joint practices for Tampa Bay. We talked about Caleb Farley going up against uh, Julio Jones. And what I want to see there. Now... I'm going to get into some more matchups. Before I do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream for Monday through Friday. Free Tennessee Titans content all year long. We're getting into the next matchup, and I'm staying on defense, and it's Rashad Weaver. Okay, so as you guys know, it's my opinion, Bud Bud Dupree will be cut after the season. So, not only is it important for Weaver to help as a rotational rusher and a rotational edge guy this year, but I'm hoping that Weaver does enough to solidify himself as the starter in 2023. And that starts with a matchup against Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith at offensive tackle for Tampa Bay. Weaver's been impressive. He was impressive in the preseason game. He was impressive in practice this week on Sunday and Monday. I want to see Weaver carry that forward against two starting-level good offensive tackles in the NFL. That's one matchup that I'm really focusing on. The Titans, like Farley, the Titans need Weaver to become an impact player on the defense and at minimum, at minimum, a guy worthy of a rotation spot on the Titans defense. That's going to be absolutely critical for them. Uh... Going forward, though, the next matchup that I want to talk about, we're going to start looking at offense and the tight ends of the Titans, Austin Hooper and Chigakonkwo, even Tommy Hudson, Briley Moore. I want to see those guys against Levante David and Devin White. That's two of the that's one of the best inside linebacker combinations in the entire NFL and probably two of the top 10 to 20 inside linebackers in the entire league especially in pass coverage. Levante David although he's getting towards the end of his career has been one of the best pass coverage linebackers in my life watching the NFL. Fantastic. And Devin White obviously an excellent player Draft number five overall a couple of years ago. He's lived up to the hype. So seeing the Titans tight ends go up against a talented group of inside linebackers, I think that'll be a matchup to watch. Next, looking at the guards and that left guard spot, Aaron Brewer. And Aaron Brewer was the backup center for the Titans. So he's probably going to get some run with the second team as the center there. But Aaron Brewer at left guard and Jamarco Jones at left guard and Aaron Brewer at center. All of that, I want to see those guys against Vita Vea. So, number one for Aaron Brewer, Aaron Brewer is a smaller guy. He's one of the smallest offensive linemen. I think he might be the smallest starting offensive lineman in the NFL if he starts this year. Like, he's going to be in the top five, top 10 of the smallest starting offensive linemen in the league at like six foot one, 270 pounds, something like that. Well, Vita Vea is one of the biggest strongest defensive lineman on the interior in the entire league. So if Aaron Brewer can hang with a guy like Vita Veya, then I'm not worried about how undersized he is. Do you see that? how that logic goes there? This is going to be one of the toughest possible matchups for Aaron Brewer at left guard. So I'm curious to see the reports of that matchup in camp. That's one thing that I'll be looking for. Uh, next, the right tackle battle. Dylan Radins, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, Going up against Shaq Barrett and Joe Tryon-Sharanka. That's a nice group of edge rushers there, especially Shaq Barrett. Uh, Joe Tryon uh, really stepped it up last year. He's a solid developing player. Not quite Shaq Barrett, of course, but you see what I'm saying there. I hope both those guys get chances to go up against both those guys. I want to Raiden's? Needs to improve in pass protection. Everybody's saying he looks okay in run blocking, but it's pass protection where he's struggling. Uh, NPF, getting, he was playing some guard, playing some tackle at college to see him get full-time reps at tackle and take on some of these talented pass rushers. That's going to be a, a big step for the rookie. Okay, he did well against second stringers in the preseason game. How will NPF do against the first-string edge rushers of Tampa Bay? I'm looking to see that. And then finally... Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips, the two rookie wide receivers, how are they going to look against true starting cornerbacks from Tampa Bay? Jamal Dean, Carlton Davis, slot cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting. How will these rookie wide receivers who have had good moments throughout camp, especially Kyle, the professor Phillips. Also, I'm well aware of the and one basketball player named the professor. A lot of you guys got a hold of me like I didn't know who that was. Duh, I'm 31, guys. I grew up on and one. Hot sauce, 50. I mean, come on. I know about the professor, all right? Anyways, moving forward. Um, but seeing Kyle Phillips go up against Sean Murphy bunting in the slot, can he actually win against a starting slot corner in the NFL? Same thing with Burks against Jamal Dean and Carlton Davis, who are solid corners. What's he going to be able to do against them, Okay. That's something that I'm watching for. So those are the matchups I'm really focused on. That's all the info you need to know about joint practices. I'll be back with you guys on Wednesday night to break down everything that took place that was notable from joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Wednesday. But that's going to do it. Oh, I'm going to be a little bit later. Uh, Well, I don't think so. I I think I should be able to have it out in the the middle of the evening. 5, 6 p.m., depending on where you're at, Eastern, Central. It'll be out around then, I, I would suspect. But either way, that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Roland, and this was Locked on Titans.